0: And salutations! You are listening to the Into the North podcast, where we take a look at the competitive side of the Commander format, also known as CDH. I'm one of your hosts, Lyndon, aka Noobzors, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts Reed, aka Sick Robot.
1: Hey, how you doing?
0: And Morgan, aka Spleenface. How's it going? And in this episode, we're going to be doing Divine Intervention, part. Two or three? No, 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 no. It's about uh, we're going to be talking about draws. Except this time, we're
1: on the other side of the argument.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're 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 going to be talking about draws in CDH specifically, um, as it pertains to tournament CDH, um, because that's really. I mean, you. I guess you can have draws in casual, but. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> you draw in casual when
1: everybody sort of just gives up in the game and wants to go home and just yeah, like, alright, yeah, we'll just leave it.
0: I can't remember like a true, like actual draw. I, I, I think we have. I think, Probably. There,
1: I think there's been a turn-up server game where it got to like 2.30 in the morning and we all just called it.
0: No, I, I, I mean not like that. I mean like there's like some kind of game state thing that happens that we all die simultaneously. Oh, sure. I, uh,
2: uh, I think I got one with uh with Badrick. I by by just by just being like I can't win, but I can roll in Earthquake. Yeah, just <laughs> for a <laughs> bajillion. <laughs> I it. I
1: think I think I've leaned in Relic quarter Drawn. I guess oh, World Gorgia, you, you can World Gorge or yeah, yeah, World yeah, yeah. Gorgeo draws have definitely happened.
2: I'm
0: to think. Okay, so you know, it right? happens, but yeah, it's it, rare. It, yes,
1: yes. <laughs> not yeah, not easy. Actually, didn't we wear We got a new one recently, though, right? Like a new thing that just produces draws at a prodigious rate. Oh, I forgot. Mm. I, it, it's gonna it's gonna torture me for the rest of this episode. Well, I'm anyway.
0: glad you brought it up so that we can. Yeah, all absolutely. Our hey, in suspense.
1: Any, anything for our listeners. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna
0: be gut check is just asking what the hell
1: you're talking. Yeah, what about. the hell that I, I'm gonna be looking for it for the rest of the episode. Uh, so just <laughs> prepare for me to not be paying attention to the discussion at hand because I'm just scrolling through Scryfall trying to find it.
0: Okay. Well, before we get into all of that, what have you guys been up to since the last episode?
3: Morgan. Uh I uh I got to uh pet a happy Wait, what? Oh, hell yeah.
2: <laughs> that's sick. Toronto Zoo? Yeah, to the uh, no the uh the Phoenix Herpetological Society.
0: Sick. In Arizona <laughs> <laughs> In Arizona. Um Yeah, so is this that's they're they're
1: they're less soft than you expect, right?
0: They do no, they do kind of look they, rough.
2: They're yeah, they're they're a little uh like, like I feel like it has like a like a dry grass texture. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like
0: really, it's not really soft. They're not like fuzzy. <laughs> it wouldn't make a nice blanket. Also,
1: are they, also, they, are, they are they one of the? They're not they're not mustards, right? They're just rodents, so they don't smell like as bad as like <laughs> skinks yeah. and ferrets and stuff do. Yeah. You know? Do you think they're smart?
3: Uh,
2: are, they, are, they, are they smart? <laughs> Intelligent
1: species. Or... I mean, you're the only person Honestly, who's they, they, to The thing that is, is that
2: they look, they look like they're just done with everything. Mm. And that makes them seem smart, even if they're... <laughs> yeah, it's, well.
1: the, it's the air of, uh, yeah. The air of intelligence. Just not nice. caring about anything. Cool.
0: Um, yeah, no, not too much going on for me. Some LGS games. And stuff like
1: that i been trying to do a bit of brewing um i'm trying to i'm trying to get a voya voya voha
0: voya. oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah i've been trying to get i i i think i said i was going to brew it when like uh murder's Collab manager got fully spoiled and then i just like didn't really get around to it but over the last couple of days i been like a bit of brewing for it. It's a, it's a weird one. I feel like I definitely just, like, have to get games in with it to sort of figure out where I'm going because uh, it's it's one of those ones where I could see a world where I end up being, like, I don't think Rule of Law is ever the correct choice just because, like, drawing a ton of cards is, like, really good and you want to be able to use all of them, presumably, but I feel like there's a world where I end up using, like, the new, like, Doorkeeper throw plus, like, a bunch of, you know, like, ETB hate and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. and i think there's also a world where i just end up playing like just all the good stuff in naya anyway and just like playing the dark side and then just like relying on stuff like Jonathan magistrate and like dauntless dismantler and megalhorn and stuff Dude. to keep people in yeah. check yeah. and just like trying that kind of thing um i don't know I, I i gotta get some testing in but i do think the deck is interesting it's really cool i'm just very sad that you can't uh you can't invasion of akoria from your entity because it is in fact a human <laughs>
0: Yeah, do you have uh <laughs> do you have your 100 cards or do you have it down to
1: 100 cards at least well you know that i don't go down to 100 cards i have to make it to 100 cards yeah but yeah i oh, have true a, yes I have yes a, i have a good stock going it's a yeah it's pretty good i like it I've, i i mean i'm pretty comfortable with like the land count and stuff like that and you you're pretty dork heavy in the deck anyway so it's like pretty easy to fill out a 100 especially with um, a bunch of new stuff arctor's charm is cool and is, is cool in yeah, the deck and stuff that's like that's
0: kind of sick how how accurate do you think the list is? If you had to just like my current list from the it's like, percentage,
1: it's yeah. like it's at least ten cards off. It might be twenty cards off.
0: Yeah, you think Maybe you more. think the optimal? Yeah, I mean, that's still pretty close. If the upper uh, list is is only, 20 I, I cards feel off, like what you I have. feel like
1: I can usually end within like thirty cards of an accurate ish list in terms of what I'm going for not like you know the absolute most optimal version of the deck but I, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm I feel like it's it's rare that I land like super far outside the ring in terms of initial breeze
0: yeah that's good uh, I look forward to playing this
1: <laughs> I, I hope you're looking Wait, forward you, to it are, you, are uh, you saying
2: you're not going for the most optimal version of the deck What? what? <laughs> well,
1: I, mean, like, I don't know man <laughs> most optimal is a very vague term for me it's like a I don't know I'll I'll aim for what I want out of a deck and if I can't make the thing that I want to happen out of a deck, I might just drop it or try it again with like another commander or something. Yeah, I feel like th- got... I think I think the 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 big package that I actually need playtesting with is uh I have a couple of like haste enablers and stuff in there and I'm not quite sure how good enough those are cuz like they're great at getting your commander to attack same turn which is really nice, but like that yeah, tune who knows like how much of the time it's gonna matter if you just wanna like slam it early and untap with it because it has ward three and like who's gonna deal with that? Yeah. It's a, it's a five-five with ward three, like who's who's killing it?
3: Ward one billion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, without further ado, let's jump into housekeeping. And in housekeeping, as always, we like to give a shout out to our new patrons. So big shout outs to Carrie J and Suradeep G. I hope I pronounced that correctly yeah sure if I didn't I'm very sorry but
1: <laughs> I'll give you the pass for now just so we can get through the episode <laughs> you rock when <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys say it too come on I dude I, I've i been covering for you over like the year that you weren't given you rock, so man I don't know what to tell you <laughs> yeah but look
0: we can't they're, they're they became patrons. We can't we can't give them only a third of the U rocks. They, they,
1: <laughs> they deserve. This is a new three. initiative from you. Holy moly.
3: <laughs> I mean they do rock. just <laughs> Say it. Say it.
0: <laughs> Morgan? No.
2: I'm not going to say it. No. I'm wow.
0: good. <laughs> if I was this a patron I'd I'd feel cool. I'd feel disrespected. Yeah.
1: <laughs> for real. <laughs> no, no. That's your they're, excuse they're to go cool. ping Morgan for your U rock in Discord.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, I was getting DMs if you can't yeah, get on the just podcast. just spam his spam DMs.
2: <laughs> and I'll, I'll, like, DM it and then, like, immediately delete it after you see it. Yeah, can't take the screenshot. <laughs> leave, leave no trace.
0: Okay, cool. well, on to new developments. I'll um, Snapchat it to you, how's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Disappears <laughs> after... Uh... Uh-huh. Only, only on uh, Telegram or what... Is that? Is that the most secure... Aren't they all cracked? They're like,
1: they're they're all just like, Pretty sure they're all fronts cracked, for, yeah. yeah, like, they're um, just like, there's no secure communication <laughs> on the internet anymore.
2: It turns out that when an organization has billions of dollars at its disposal, yeah. it's really hard to keep things secure from them if they like, <laughs> want to go it's not
1: even It's not even just one either, they're like, at least three very well-funded, like, cyber <laughs> fucking, cyber warfare, uh... Organizations like costly working on these things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only, the only, you can't even just say things out loud because you're Alexa and your phone, everything's listening. The only secure communication is to write it down on a piece of paper, and then immediately burn it
1: no 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 because no, they can they can do forensic retracing by getting the, the ash ashes? out of the air out, the ash <laughs> out of your garbage can and then pulling all the uh the burn some poor, some greenhouse and it, stuff out of the air just rearranging <laughs> yeah every dust. every time every time you write down a secret note on a piece of paper and burn it you're like just ruining the week for like 18 interns <laughs> <laughs> oh his grocery list was uh, bananas this time
0: <laughs> living large um, yeah, on to new developments and I'll let you guys cover these new developments since they're mostly applicable to you. They're Sounds You want to, to get you. the first one?
2: Uh, sure. Uh, we mentioned this I think on our last regular episode, but uh Reed and I will be at MagicCon Chicago, which I guess will probably be the <laughs> weekend after this yeah. episode comes out, uh February 23rd, 4th, 5th, something like that uh so come on down say hi jam some games of cdh of dandan Dan, of whatever uh that's and a good yeah,
1: reminder i should uh, i should update my dandan Dan list <laughs>
2: before we i know. keep meaning to update my dandan Dan list and keep yep. not doing it and yep yeah it's uh you know you just slowly start to feel worse about yourself over time but it's fine <laughs> uh and then Reed, do you want to do you want to give the next update?
1: Absolutely. Uh, so we will also, and I just learned this today. So this is as new for me as it is for everybody <laughs> listening to this. Is that uh, both myself and Morgan will be going to a uh, uh, CDs tournament that'll be happening in Boston on March 2nd, being uh, hosted by uh, Kings Court Gaming. Pulled that one, had had that one ready to go. Um, so yeah, come come out if you're in the area, in the general Boston area. You know, road trip. Uh, I've heard the good shop, a lot of cool peeps out there. Um, the Boston CDH scene is also just like one of the oldest, like large CDH scenes uh, in the world. So uh, I would not be surprised if it is a fantastic time. And in fact, I'm expecting it. And yeah. We'll be happy to uh, see anybody there that's coming out.
3: Cool, 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 cool.
1: Well,
0: that brings us to the main topic of the show, um, where I'm actually just going to go leave for an hour, and uh, we'll let Morgan just kind of do a solo podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just become only me. (laughs) Reid also goes to tournaments. I do. (laughs) I just, I I don't think, I, I think I care about tournament formats and such when they affect me, and then it, like, very quickly leaves my mind afterward and I have to, like, rebuild back up from free yeah. principles, where it's just, like, a constant, it's like a perpetual stew in Morgan's brain. Yeah. The easiest, but
0: like, I oh, Morgan, how should, well, what, what's the what's the tournament math for this? It's like, oh, yes, I've, you know, got my, let me pull up my thing that I've been, all my notes that I've been working on for, like, three years, four years.
2: Alright, <laughs> so I've got Lend it on one shoulder, read on the other. We're ca- we're carrying the team. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh. So you know, actually, the, you
1: know the uh, before we get into this, you know the uh, the world's strongest man currently is Canadian for the first time ever. Hey, really? I, I had I that. had no idea until, uh, until very but recently. But I guess that makes sense. And he, he apparently, I literally I,
2: carrying an entire podcast. I on I think back. he lives uh. in Brampton.
1: <laughs> anyway, really? Yeah, oh, weird cool. weird place for the world's strongest man to live, but <laughs>
2: real. Um, yeah, so I guess the, the, sort of the first, uh, the initial animus for this, no, animus is the wrong word, but, uh, the, the the thing that motivated us to make this episode and to talk about it is, uh, there's been some, some discourse in the CDH community, which is, uh, always a bad sign, uh, about, uh, draws in particular in tournaments, um but there are sort of some other, uh, questions and discussions that, uh been happening. I know a group just released an updated uh proposed uh multiplayer tournament rule set. Um and so people have been talking about that. So we're just going to be uh going through, you know, some of the problems with with tournaments uh and our proposed solutions and you know things that we think uh you know maybe could be uh, could be improved
3: with uh this is mostly going to be about like tournament format and structure uh not like uh, you know anything apart from apart
2: from that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the current draw epidemic—it's uh, been, been a lot of a lot of discussion. <laughs> yeah. But uh, several tournaments have had uh, high draw rates, uh, both unintentional draws. I believe there was one analysis that showed in the first rounds of Mox Masters, like the early rounds, so very few people IDing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the draw rate for at least one of them, I think, was something like sixteen percent,
1: which is just like, uh, which if if you have context for like having played in like you know like one v one games, like even God, that's got to be like high for even a percentage of games going to time in like one one v one like sixty card tournaments.
3: Yeah, like yeah, not even just
1: draws, like just like just matches that go to time period, and we're seeing like that as a draw rate.
2: Yeah. Um, which I guess in this case is the same thing because, because these tournaments are no longer yeah, doing down. turns. Yes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, in, ter- in, ter- in terms
1: view. of the result on and the effect on the tournament. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh,
2: and then the other, uh, the other sort of issue or, or thing that, that goes along with this is, um, particularly these larger tournaments have seen a huge number of players iding often their last two rounds out of not that many like two out of 5 or two out of 6 rounds and top tables basically being locked in or or like 3 quarters locked in uh after uh you know three rounds of a 5 round tournament uh and people aren't aren't happy about that because you know the tournaments are there for people to play magic and People doing tournament
1: coverage want their top tables to play. So yeah, just have interesting games to cover that aren't just the cut.
2: <laughs> yeah, so uh, so it's uh, an interesting an interesting problem. Um uh, I, uh, I, I,
1: caused... I, I also I don't think like um it's not even a solved problem in the context of like regular competition either, which I think makes it even more interesting to talk about. Like IDs are Certainly not as much of an issue, even in, like, say, 60-card magic and, like, a lot of other, like, tournament structures and stuff, Um, like Swiss tournament structures, but, like, uh, there's still a bit of a problem, like, they, they probably happen more often than tournament organizers want them to, and there hasn't really been a good solution, which, yeah, definitely makes this more interesting to talk about, I would think.
0: I'd I'll um, I'll also like to throw in, too, that it's it's possible that um, so obviously we're going to be talking about problems that exist in the current structure, but that's not to say that if changes are made that uh, we don't that's things somehow don't get worse or new problems come up because, you know, something that you could think about that, you know, you're not going to really think about right now because it's not really an issue. But um, if you remove kind of like this whole thing of like, you know, the four top players are in a pot at the end, they all ID. What if they're thrown into games where people need to win and they can deal with a win or a draw or a loss? It doesn't matter. Um, or I guess, let's just say, yeah, that they need a, at least a draw to uh, secure their position. Do Does having a player play for a draw from the beginning of the game kind of um, ruin that game or, you know,
1: taint it a bit? I think... I think that's, like, less of an issue, especially because, like, results... Like, the walking in happens because... I, we can get into this a bit more. I, I, I mean, we can get into this now, I guess, but also, like, we get into this a bit more later. But, like, I, I feel like the locking-in early happens because the cuts are, like, feel a bit restrictive in terms of size compared to the overall tournament size, whereas, like, the fact that your results um, or the points that you have going into top cut actually determine you know seating and seating order uh in the top cut means that i i think it's unlikely that in that specific situation linden that like you play for a draw from the start of the game unless you're playing like some hard control deck or a stack stack or something because it's just like it's just higher EV i feel like too especially if you got paired like if you're paired with against people with like worse records right like Presumably, you should feel like you have a better chance of winning that pod, so you should be like aiming to win from the start, so that you can lock in a better seat for. Well, the top I mean, cut.
0: if if your seat is top four with a draw, or like if you're top four and top sixteen with a draw, then are you can't really improve your seat, I guess, in your at least the first round of of top sixteen, right? So you, you might be you might be worth playing. Like, if you lost and you would go from first seat to maybe like second or third seat but if you if you draw you guarantee your top sure. 4 and top 16 and going first like if it, I if would it rather play for a draw if it than it absolutely
1: win. doesn't matter yes but i feel, i have a feeling that's a pretty rare case
0: no it's certainly rare just i said yeah. like who sure. who knows yeah. if we cha- you you can change tournament structure and then different problems can crop up Yes, so you know just something to uh to keep in mind like it's it's really the reason why we were even having this discussion in the first place is because it turns out this is not a super trivial
1: problem. Yeah.
2: Yeah, actually that's that's not a that's not a bad place to start talking about. I think one of the one of the solutions we see proposed a lot that uh I'm
3: very, very not a fan of is um uh, making draws worth zero points.
4: Um mm. uh,
3: which
2: does it does remove all incentive to ID, that is true. Um
3: but, uh, it creates a whole bunch of other, uh, really sort of, uh, you know, a bunch of other negative externalities where, uh, like
2: people can sort of be bullied by wanting to avoid a draw because if draw draws the yeah. same as a loss, it creates. Then like, why would I not just like incentives. jam
1: here? Or whatever. But yeah, there there are some like weird incentives. Yeah, like for
2: example, I I think. I don't think it's good to have the last turn of the game just be like a wild flail because uh you realize, oh uh oh, like if I pass, I'm not getting another turn, so I might as well try like all and I, I, and make if just I passed, an abominably yeah. bad. If if I pass win, turn win all,
1: all results are the same here. Like the draw is the same as the loss, so I should yeah. just go for it. Draws
0: do kind of afford that stability to the game, and I feel like results in less, I don't I don't judge it by, like, feels-bads, but, I mean, it is kind of a, a feels-bad, yeah, when, when a game is just, it feels like you've worked so hard to get into this position, everyone's in a sort of equilibrium, and then it's like, just because of the structure of things, it's, you know... Exactly like Morgan well, said, I, everyone just starts fucking panicking.
1: There's definitely some overlap though between feels bads and like competitive integrity. <laughs> I don't no, know for, I don't. Sure, like, I'm for not, sure. I'm not saying I'm not saying, I'm, I'm, not saying cheated, right? I'm not saying by like following the incentives of whatever the tournament structure is that you know you like it's <laughs> you're you're like a bad competitor or, or whatever. But like it, it's definitely like it the the incentives themselves sort of pervert the um, the competition in a way. In some cases.
0: Well, I think incentives guide people's behavior, but I think people's yeah. reactions to that behavior is kind of independent of tournament structure. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, just you it's not going to change the fact that it feels like kind of a a lame way to end the game if that's how people are acting, even though you might objectively feel like, well, it's kind of fair, and they're acting in their own best interest according to the tournament structure. Yeah. Does, yeah, it doesn't really negate the fact
3: that you, you might feel bad about it. Um, so I guess we can, we can discuss, uh, some, some of the other, uh, causes of this. So, uh,
2: like when it comes to, uh, when it comes to the unintentional draws, uh, we've seen a reduction in the tournament time, as well as the elimination of turns. Now I'm a big fan of the elimination of turns because, yep. uh, they took such an insanely variable amount of time that... It meant, like, we saw tournaments, if you have, like, any inefficiency in your, uh, you know, result input pairing, like, let's say the turnaround time on that is even 10 minutes, right, from the time your last, uh, match is submitted to the time your, uh, to the time the next round is posted, just, you know, because you have to confirm something or whatever, and then you can have your last match take, like, an extra, like, easily 30 minutes for a turn cycle, yeah. especially when it's, like, a high-stakes thing. Everyone goes, oh, this is the last turn cycle. We don't have any time limit, so,
1: like, oh, we're gonna I'm going to play to maximize and, yeah.
2: Yeah, my chance to win, and everyone goes for an attempt or has, like, a complex turn. These, we've su- seen these things take, like, half an hour, <laughs> and that just means that, like, if you're running, say, 75-minute rounds with a raft of turns, You have to schedule them, like, basically two hours apart.
1: (laughs) Yeah, which is Uh, sort of defeating the purpose of the (laughs) trend of tournament magic, or tournament stage recently, which is shortening the rounds and trying to get them more compacted. It's just like...
0: Yeah, it's interesting, too, how these kind of, like, the the turns rule and the hard clock can affect incentive, not just within the meta-tournament structure, but within the game itself. and how yeah people i i think there might be still room for maybe not turns as it was previously implemented but maybe even just a single extra turn um not for everyone but just in the entire pod and and you know it would be something th- this is how kind of kind of why i think it would something needs to be well, I mean, typic, about typic, because, typically, currently, well, as, like hold the, on, hold on.
1: the result is like you finish the like turn player finishes their turn when he gets a time, right? I know, but what
0: I'm saying is, I think that the way that's currently structured incentivizes stalling. As the game gets on towards the end, it's can I stall this out? Like you don't, you're not really incentivized to have a quick turn and keep passing, right? Because someone else is just going to probably stall. So I think if you have something like whoever's turn it ends on doesn't get an extra turn, but maybe the next player does,
1: you're kind of incentivized to keep kicking it down. Second order stalling at that point then though because then like you want to theoretically you want to stall like just a bit for like the person in front of you's turn if you think that it's going to time out there or like you know maybe you stall for like the person that is like directly like you know diagonally across from you at the table so that like you know they end like just before time and then time's called like the turn before yours to get one So like, i'm you're, not you're never saying there's ways to that,
0: game yeah. that but what i'm saying like even what you just described requires a lot more like concerted
1: sure. strategy. Like, yeah, right? Like, like to
0: think about like to whether or not you're stalling on the person who's diagonal from you's turn is like that's I mean I think it's much easier also to stall on your own turn and that's what I want to disincentivize. Sure. Absolutely. Um so I I think there's still room to explore. I, I but I do agree that I think the way turns were previously structured were just Awful, and and obviously, when you do add even any extra turn, you you add some variance in uh, round length, which can also be problematic.
1: I mean, we can all just okay, agree so that
0: you're, getting you're, away from it works, yeah.
2: Every time you pass the turn in the last ten minutes, you get an extra turn after time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just people are just like mashing F6 and trying to rack up as many turns as they can get for time. It's like okay, everybody everybody just agree that we're just gonna pass like five turn cycles between us and just like draw pass, draw pass, draw pass so we can all have turns. And then everybody in the bot gets a DQ because the judges don't don't want to deal with it. <laughs>
2: Honestly, I think that's uh, really what we just need is judges to hand out more DQs. Yeah, just that. straight DQs. <laughs> but yeah, not not even like not even a, a match loss and like escalating penalties. Just like, nope, I didn't like that.
1: You're out of here. Yeah, I, I do. I do want to see in the future at some point the uh, you're being an asshole infraction, which is a, just a straight DQ, which is just like, yeah, you're just being sort of a dick, so like get out. I and like the
2: actually, they need not like a dunk social, tank, not, right? They just like like...
1: social dick, just like, yeah, you're being a dick to like the tournament organizers and like the structure. we can't really run the tournament with you playing, so like, out bye.
0: <laughs> I think the, everyone in the tournament, every round, should get a vote for someone to that. They that, whoever's yeah, the survivor, most oh, it's hybrid yes. survivor CD. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm
0: sorry, you've been voted off the island. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that uh, I, I can't see that doing anything particularly. I, I, I see zero <laughs> ways
1: this could ever go wrong. Certainly, there's no way they would. Imagine, just vote imagine out the tournament um, favorites, right? Imagine the ad revenue that you could pull in <laughs> from so streaming all of this.
0: I'll sell my vote, man. You want? You want me to vote for someone,
1: dude? I'll, I'll, vote, I'll vote. You just have uh, a you have Twitch chat get votes as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just get to vote at like 1000th power or whatever
0: <laughs> actually I feel like I feel like they should just pull names from a hat actually unlucky players don't deserve to work. you just, just de a random person every yeah. round <laughs> <laughs> I don't want unlucky people working at my company that's why I throw in half of the resume without even looking Yeah. okay what's next Morgan
1: Uh, (laughs) That's, uh... wild. that's, I, I, that's so brutal. I actually, you know what, I feel for Morgan now.
2: (laughs) I guess, I guess we have the, uh, we have the intentional draws. So this is, like, a little bit more of a, of a complex issue. Um, and we'll, we'll get into solutions or things to mitigate both of these after. Um, this is a bit more of a complex issue. I think it really started taking off, uh, I mean, not I think. I know it only started taking off when tournaments switched to a Swiss pairing structure. Yeah. Uh, because uh, hard as it may be to believe, but back in the, in the annals of yesteryear, in the, the land before time that was, I don't know, like 2021, yeah. um, <laughs> most like tournaments actually way, yeah. just used random pairing. And that has, it does have advantages and di- or it does have disadvantages. In that there is a, a certain sort of aesthetic uh, balance to having top players all play each other. You get to sort of, like, track stories as the winners, like, face off. And then, the you know, the winners of the winners are the ones leading the pack. Um, and, you know, you have, like, the, the top players who keep winning who are on a collision course to facing each other. And all of that is is very nice from, like, a tournament. Particularly from a tournament coverage point of view, um, where it gives you like a narrative and a story, Um, and it just makes sense that's how other Magic tournaments run. But other Magic tournaments, like large ones at least, have a lot more players and a lot more rounds. Yeah, and so these sorts of like externalities, or or these these results that happen where. Uh, people start taking advantage of the tournament structure by doing things like iding matter a lot less, right? Like you, you have at like a, an, a GP. Oh man, that's that's reaching even farther. Back. <laughs> yeah, they stopped to no. those in twenty nineteen. Um, you'd play fifteen rounds of Magic, and you'd have hundreds of players, and so like maybe the top. Usually, the top players would actually would would often play out like the the two people with the best record who are paired in the final round are would be locked for top eight anyways, and so they'd play for position, and then like there'd be maybe one or two tables who were locked for top eight if they drew, and they would ID, um, and that was you know fine because. If you think about it, that means... Let's say you have two or even three tables IDing. You have three tables IDing in the last round of a 15-round tournament where there were, I don't know, 200 games of magic per round. So you had... I mean, people drop, but...
1: Like, you know, 3,000 games of magic. Fractions of a percentage point of... Yeah, even if you sort of... of You assume
2: that half the people have dropped by the last round. You you have, like, 2,000 games of magic... And two or three IDs. Alright, cool, that's uh, not a problem. Um, but when you have rounds that are made up of like optimistically 40 to 50 games and there's only five of them and then like top tables are IDing the last like you have tables of two or three tables IDing the last two rounds Yeah. Uh, you're looking at like you know, something like like well well over a percent of your games and particularly uh, a large percent of your like top games or games of players who are yeah. live cuz in the last round you know there might be like 40 people who are live for top 16 in theory depending on how those games play out that's probably high maybe
1: yeah maybe probably a bit 25 ish yeah.
2: um and then if like 12 of those people just id Uh, then, like, half of your top players just aren't playing the last two rounds. Yep. Um, And that kind of sucks. Uh, It means that people are locked in for their rounds very early after getting... or locked in for top 16 after winning early rounds. Um, And that happens because in a Swiss pairing system, you're paired with people who have the same record as you which means if you're locked for top 16, if you can draw out, yeah. the people you're paired with are also locked for top 16, if they can and, draw out.
1: And you filter down to an effect of top 16 faster.
2: Yeah. Um, whereas when you have random pairings, if you're, let's say you're, you know, 2-0-1, uh, oh, like you have an, an actual draw, not an ID, and two wins after round three of a five-round tournament, you can probably just draw your way into top 16, but if you just get paired with someone who's, like, yeah. 1 and
1: 2... G- good luck they're... convincing your pod to draw up to Yeah, They're, they're yeah. live if they can get two
2: wins, but they're probably not live if they can only get a win and a draw, so they're gonna want to play it out. Um, or even if a win and a draw gets them in,
1: like, you want to get why the win draw first, now? right? Yeah, why, why draw first?
2: Um, um, So, that does give a little bit it makes it much less likely that you'll have a pod full of people who want to ID because IDing is a collective decision. Now, that will potentially create scenarios where... Uh, it creates uh, terrible scenarios sometimes, but... Uh, where people just gang up to eliminate a player and then ID. Yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, that requires some amount of effort and I think... Also, it's actually, just,
1: probably a preferable result to tos yeah. for the most part. Then, yeah, yeah, at least like they're having, playing a
2: game. Yeah, they're playing it's like a little so bit of different, different <laughs> than the one you were hoped, hoping.
0: And it's funny too that you you mentioned Swiss as like it creates this narrative, and you know you have these top players, and that's good for for casting and, and tournament coverage. But the scenario that that results of just the games not being played by the top players is just a disaster for coverage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, like yeah. It's, it's so you, you could, you could argue that the, yeah, like the random pairings is
2: sorry. Just when I better. say that Swiss is good for casting, I mean like absent this issue where people oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah, like yeah.
0: conceptually
2: having yeah, filtering down sense. into a smaller and smaller number of top players who keep having to face off against other top players makes for good coverage. Mm -hmm. but they have to actually play. Uh, So, imagine playing Magic at a
0: Magic tournament. Honestly,
2: yeah, that's, uh, that's why I just take
1: Cody, because it's just the minimal (laughs) Magic. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Um, We hate this game, by the way. Yeah, it's it's just like,
1: zero desire to play. (laughs) You just want to play Cody and go home. (laughs) Famously.
2: Um, Yeah, so, so, you know, there's, uh, a few different different overlapping issues and again with the like the swiss uh the swiss pairings compounds with opponent match win percentage being the tiebreaker yeah um, so like early wins are just so so good where if you uh, win around round
1: one win is like worth more than any win before the top cut
2: yeah um If you win early, you get paired against better players, uh, which means you get better breakers, which is just a self-reinforcing cycle where you can just sort of get dragged along by having good breakers from a couple early wins. Um, And I guess that compounds with another massive issue. This isn't a tournament issue. This is a CEDH issue, broadly. Um, But... You know, if early wins are a massive advantage, then I think we could all agree that it would be really bad if there was something completely random and outside of the control of players that gave people a massive advantage in a game, right? Because then, then whoever gets yeah. that advantage yeah. in round one
0: would have a massive advantage in the tournament, right? Dib, Dib's going first round one. <laughs> yeah just Call That's that you get that for one forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah put my I put and... my finger on the nose first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and there actually remember is. our our, our uh, cheating episode. We were talking about all the you know maybe maybe the real cheat is just like a way to die. <laughs> <Truly>. <laughs> like um, yeah, going first is is just the ultimate cheat. So happened.
2: so we've seen a few attempts to mitigate the advantage of going first in turn structure. Usually that is tournament organizers implementing something into their uh yeah. pairing algorithm that sort of adjusts players' likelihood to go first over time. Um and that's according that's to nice the previous
1: seeding usually. Yeah, that, that yeah. that's
2: nice. You know, it, it at least smooths out like
1: the variance get the
2: mega the, yeah. unlucky or mega lucky case yeah. of just like going first four or five like four it, times it, out of five. It, it, especially
1: whatever. with CDH having lower uh round numbers per tournament uh for the same yeah. the entrance.
2: Um so that's that's cool, but it doesn't solve the issue. I mean, even if everyone got a perfectly weighted and balanced distribution of number of times they went in each seat position, uh again, the earlier your wins the better. Uh so having particularly in a Swiss structure, so having that Uh, Going first advantage, which I believe the numbers that we have every time I've seen the numbers crunched. It's around
1: plus 10% or something. I I think I usually see 40 close to 40, like 40 40 plus minus 2. So, like plus percent on the table, yeah. Going
2: first. So, we're looking, yeah, somewhere between like plus 13 and plus 17, depending on the data set I've seen. Uh, Even if we say that's lower yeah a plus 10 advantage in winning is is still uh, massive too much (laughs) and and the flip side is the person going fourth i think is at roughly a minus 10 yeah um so like that
1: Uh, if you if you uh i is it uh, it might be minus five but minus five is still too much
2: no 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 i is it i feel like the numbers i've seen is that fourth is at about minus 10 Third is at minus five, two is even, and and first is plus 15.
1: I thought thought four was still around. Anyway, yeah, it doesn't doesn't really matter. I've definitely seen a bunch of different numbers from different... The the point can still be made either way here, which is... Yeah.
2: (laughs) Which is, you can be at a massive advantage or disadvantage in a given game, and depending on which game that is, that can carry forward through the entire tournament. Uh, it does, for the capitalize. record. Th- this, this,
1: this also is not just, like, hypothetical, like, oh, look at the flaws of this tournament structure. It's like, no, th- this, like, happens every tournament. Like, somebody gets, like, their good win early, and then that carries them through to breakers for, like, when it gets tight in later rounds.
0: It happened to yeah. me. I got one win in a tournament, and then I
1: was like, oh,
0: okay, I guess I'm guess I'm done. Like, uh, And then I made top 16 and got a demonic tutor. Yeah. I I knew at the time I was like this is bullshit this is completely bullshit I should not be getting this but that's that's the way in, tournaments in are fairness,
2: structured. In fairness, I think there were some other problems with that pairing algorithm, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the, conceptually,
2: like I think it ex- exacerbated the issue we're discussing here, um, because it like I think it was re-pairing the same people together, yes. but like conceptually, the issue still stands there of having those. Uh, that early win, and then the draws, and having really good breakers can make it just so much easier to uh to make
3: top cut uh, and yeah, that's a that's a problem,
2: so, so I
0: guess oops, this is sorry. a question it It really seems like most of the key problems um that you highlighted with the way things are run uh, like those could be solved by switching to random
3: pairings
0: is that those
3: yeah those problems specifically uh could be at least mitigated yeah
0: so why why haven't we done that as a community is there is there some actual like big disadvantage to random pairings because you said we Uh, we moved away from what that used to be the norm and we moved away from it so uh, I, I don't think anyone
2: ever liked random pairings. I like I don't yeah. think the decision to do random pairings was a conscious one. It was more just like we didn't have software.
1: Yeah, it and was just so, like we just sort of have
3: to pair people as is. So that that was like the way they felt they could actually do it. Um and and like I don't There there certainly are disadvantages to
2: random pairing. I mean, obviously, you know, the whole the whole narrative thing is is not ideal and it does create potential feel bads of like again yeah, i think you get the the floor of player in cdh tournaments is uh is lower
1: pretty than, low like, yeah
2: than like a a modern tournament and also because it's four player free for all uh like I guess what what doesn't feel good is you're a player who's, like, doing well but not, like, locked and then you just get thrown into, like, a completely random... Either you get thrown into a pod of completely random people who just do absolutely wild things and throw games, or there's two players, they're both let's say they're both win and one of them gets randomly paired into a pod of I don't know, three one three one, two one one, and two two. And one yeah. of them gets randomly paired into like the the O threes that brought casual decks just for fun. Mm,
4: yeah.
2: Like if you're the one who and, gets paired yeah. into the pod of successful players on strong decks, that's gonna feel pretty bad when the the person who your had the secrets don't as you matter, goes, but your record does Oh and cool. They just get I good. had a completely free win against like this pod.
1: Or uh, the even worse feeling one, because it's very visceral, is you are in a pod with um, two people who are, like, you know, zero wins and, like, you know, either brought casual decks or just, like, aren't doing that well. And then you're in a pod with uh, two, like uh presumably like winning players who are like pretty good presumably and one of them is very good at manipulating like inexperienced players into doing what they want them to do and the other player is not as good and that player has to sit and watch the other player like basically manipulate the table into giving them a win without being able to do much about it and that's a terrible feeling it's a bad feeling
0: but isn't that also kind of part of the game a bit like, uh, I mean, yeah, it, but that, I, that is a skill. I, that they I are think I don't think it's unreasonable
1: as a tournament organizer to want to uh, reduce feels bads where where possible, right?
0: Wouldn't it also be a feels bad though if you in round one are going fourth and then you get paired because you're now because oh, you're going I'm, fourth? I'm, you to, I'm not, you I'm not the saying this. Likely to be <laughs> ones, stuck but, in like yeah.
2: the drags of the like, fourth, third, fourth in the first yeah. three rounds. It absolutely does feel bad.
0: Because you know uh, but those it's... kind of pod compositions you were talking about of like the players who bring casual decks, like you kind of then get relegated. Like the, the worse you start doing initially, the more you're pushed into that bracket where it feels harder and harder to claw out of because you're then getting those kind of like random like people throwing games and, and then. Well, and things like I think that. if
2: you're in a fully low like a a bracket full of low performers as opposed to randomly paired with some, then it actually does get easier as you get paired against like weaker yeah. opponents. Mm. it's it's when you have a mix like where you have two weak and opponents it's an
1: unpredictable who, mix, yeah, who
2: yeah throw to one of your other strong opponents but here's actually here's an idea that I just kind of thought of, so the obvious problem with this is um it it will feel bad for players from like a player agency sense, but
3: what if you did random pairings? and then you just force-dropped everyone who was dead. Like, oh, it's, it's sure. round five, Like no you're 0, yeah. 3, and 1? Mm-hmm. Sorry,
2: you're just not playing. Or you
1: create two pools. You create the pool of live players, like even infinitesimally live players, and then the pool of non-live players, and you can just pair them separately. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah.
0: the non-live players would get paired... You know in within the digital cross pools, yeah I actually that's a very which I, I, I kind of like that I
1: think if you can automate that, I absolutely think that should be the case. Um, I think there, the only argument is probably there's like there's probably some argument I don't have it fully formed in my head, but I, there's probably some argument about like, oh, you shouldn't know how live you are or whatever, um, but I think that's probably pretty easily disproven what? um.
0: What? why yeah, wouldn't you I'm, know I'm how live you are or like
1: you sh- you shouldn't know exactly what the standings are you, like we can't you know there's the whole thing about like oh, we can't tell you what like how live you are um like it, you know the the tournament organizer organizer can't tell you like if you're live or not you have to do the math on your own hmm. um well so but mm, no i think they can but like I, again i i don't think this is actually an issue i just at,
4: like i or like there's at stuff the that people least, bring
2: up there but, are mathematically uh like, yes. yes, if there are more than sixteen players, who you cannot pass by getting a win, then you're dead. Like that's yes. a pretty simple yeah, yeah. button. Maybe you don't have to eliminate like everyone who's technically dead if you do the the math on like they win, but yeah, you know, but you there's just no do like way a, that they a, can uh, get the right breakers to beat these other. Like, you can do like a conservative naive
1: like yeah, yeah you, could, you could you could you could
0: even yeah. just do it more than just two pools you could do maybe even three pools like you could have the pool of people who need one win to be alive, th- or a pool of people who need a win and a draw or two, or two wins or
1: edge something like too that. close to like not recreating swiss necessarily but like you you probably drop a bit too close to like just having some un unforeseen outcomes and incentives well, if you do that the
2: but, the problem with that is yeah, yeah. anyone who's like if you have if you d- yeah if you delineate the pods too much then anyone who doesn't need good results to win is in the the ID bracket right yeah yeah like um, if it's but like oh, you just like- need a you just need a draw to make in the next two rounds to make top sixteen
3: well cool.
0: well I think it would, be, it would be it would be more ID. about you would you would not stratify the very top you would it would be more about like cutting away the bottom kind of what what your initial Thing was, sure. so was like, but
1: but I, I think it makes sense to just, like, cut away basically the people who would most obviously, like, ruin potential incentives um, in pods and then just, like, let the rest of everybody play it out. Because you're mm-hmm. all live, so theoretically you should all just be playing for a win anyway.
0: And um, how do you propose... I mean, I, I so I, I kind of like this, and I, I, how do, how do you like what's what's your favorite solution for uh, turn order? Because my favorite solution for turn order is um, everyone's guaranteed to go first, second, third, fourth in a four round tournament, and
1: then you know you go. I don't I first, actually fourth know that third. You can, I do that. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that's mathematically possible for all like potential, for all possible like permutations of like number of people in a tournament, and, like, certain numbers of drops and stuff, right? Because if people leave before getting their full round, then it messes with the pairings, in, like, ways that aren't super obvious to figure out. Mm. Um. Um,
2: like, conceptually I like that idea. The, the sort of slightly looser solution that I proposed was, you have your tournament software roll a die for everyone, and then you essentially just add uh, you add the total sum of their previous seat positions to their roll. So, oh, in cool. theory, yeah. like you can still, yeah, you, you know, there's still like some the, luck. The, it's not yeah. perfectly predictable, and you can't like have the fail case of oh, everyone's get, supposed to be guaranteed this, but I can't hit this. But essentially, it just uh, like it smooths out the extremes the over time. Yeah, but again that. Like any solution that works over multiple rounds doesn't work in a in a world where we're doing Swiss pairings with opponent yeah. match win as the primary yes. tiebreaker. Yes. Um Okay, so though, get
0: away the- from Swiss. That's the big takeaway. Well, well no, 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 it's <laughs> the other the other option
2: is as your primary tiebreaker, you actually had your seat position.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Over the course of a bunch That's of rounds, which is interest, I'm still not convinced by this one yet fully, but I do think it's an it's an interesting one to explore. And I think if I was running, hey, if anybody out there is uh, running some local tournament series or is helping to T O them or whatever, if there's like you know you're running like sixteen person tournaments or whatever, do it, test out some of these. Let us know. Yeah, but would um,
0: anyone want to volunteer to just let. Let uh, Morgan dictate how, how the tournament <laughs> is structured, and so we could run experiments. He's not, not going
1: to do any of the actual what... work, but he'll no, give you no, the no, no, he'll no. give you the framework on how to actually. Oh, oh, yeah. I'll yeah. just I'll, I'll just be it'll be Ro- like asking Chat
2: GPT for a tournament structure.
1: You'll just get like <laughs> yeah. a weirdly printed out <laughs> set of
2: instructions. <laughs> it's like all right, and anyone wearing and, and ground ground like shoes, and like the
1: hands pants. look really weird too. like the hands in the like round structure document all have like three (laughs) fingers for some reason i don't know don't ask (laughs)
3: okay
0: anything else that we haven't covered i mean there's a couple things here
3: yeah so so
2: i guess uh we 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 spoke about time when we were talking about non-intentional draws um and i think the biggest the biggest thing here is I think the vast majority of tournament draws are caused by players who aren't playing fast enough. Like, it's... Pace of
1: play has... I mean, how often have we said this over the course of, like, years and years and years? Pace of play is a constant issue, and it's not one that you can solve through education, because, like, you know... it's, It's not solvable on an individual, like, player level, because you have... You, like, sort of by definition, if the community is growing, you always have people who... Uh, like aren't going to be playing at the same pace of play, like at a quote-unquote... You're going to have some percentage of the community that isn't playing at a quote-unquote acceptable pace of play. It's just and, like always going to happen.
2: And unfortunately, I think it's much harder to enforce... Well, okay, there's a couple reasons. It's harder to enforce in CDH than it is in 1v1 Magic. Uh, in part, because I think the variance on what constitutes an acceptable pace of play is much higher. Like, there are... Yeah a lot of turns where, like, oh, there's a lot of stuff. There's four players playing, like, cards. There's, like, 17 static effects on the board, and it's like, okay, what... You know, what the hell am I doing? Can I go for it here? Do I have a chance? Like, how many pieces of interaction do I think there are? How many can I fight through? Like, all of that stuff. Um, You know, can I afford to let this potentially scary thing resolve? Or, you know, all of that. Like, there will be turns that just take a while to resolve and like times where it's appropriate to let people stop and like plan out, okay, here's what I want to do over the next few like actions I'm taking. Um and also, unfortunately, the the downside of a social format is that yeah. um the person who calls the judge on their opponents, uh
1: like if they do it enough, just starts is taking the bad guy. A social penalty.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: Which can basically directly correlate to win rate inside of said game. Um, Because suddenly, if you're the dick in the pod, your politics get a lot less uh, convincing and a lot less effective. And suddenly you're just like, you know, you're, you're playing the game from a handicap for trying to, you know, enforce pace of play, enforce like getting the game to end in a reasonable
3: amount of time. Yeah, um, I mean, maybe we just need judges to like. Do we need like a secret
2: call button for judges? Button uh- <laughs> <laughs> under, <the, laughs> yep. under the table.
1: Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, if if that was a possible runnable thing, um, it, it sucks that you can't like, cause uh, you know, electronic aids and stuff, or you you just can't really run a tournament with that. But if everybody had, like, if there was like an app on your phone, and you can guarantee that nobody was using their phone for cheating or communication, like covert communication or whatever. I think it would be a great idea to just have like, an app with a call judge for a slow play button.
0: I just know right. for a fact Reed would be pressing that button like one of those rats they did experiments on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a skitter box. Yeah, it's a yeah. skitter box.
1: <laughs> 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 Absolutely. I get dopamine every time <laughs> I call <laughs> <a> judge for something <laughs> for slow play. Um, honestly, I, but, feel
2: like yeah, I, I, I feel like I, at least like when I've played with you, I feel like I've been the one being like, guys, can we hurry it up? Please. Uh, um,
1: that's that's probably true, but that's because I I will, like, immediately go to calling a judge and just, like, go for a defusal of the social situation while calling said judge, rather than, I like, guess. explicitly asking, like, hey, can we speed up? I'll just go, like, hey, I'm just gonna call a judge for pace of play, like, keep doing your thing, keep taking your turn, I'm just gonna, like, make sure it's being monitored where I, f- I feel like you go for hey, guys, can we speed this up a bit? <laughs> and, like, when the, the turns take it a bit long. Yeah. And
2: man, it's so frustrating when you're like 25 minutes from the end of the round, and you're yep. like,
1: guys, we need. To I speak know like, this is going to
2: time if this, this continues as like... it is. <laughs> we shouldn't be able to get at least three turn cycles in, please. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so that's uh sort of a problem that there's not really a good way to mitigate. I guess conceivably, an online platform uh could could have like a, there yeah, are a lot like of a problems with yeah. MTGO. Um, but potentially (laughs) an online platform, uh, well, I'm I'm saying like an online platform that didn't necessarily have like a rules engine, but did have like a priority tracker, um, Mm. where like you could agree to shortcuts and like, like all the things you can't do on MTGO where like executing a combo is very obnoxious or like you misclick and you just get wrecked. Uh, right, like you don't have a rules engine, and it's like cockatrice in that sense, but you do have priority passing, and, explicitly priority passing, and yeah. a timer. Um, you could just give everyone
3: a set amount of time, but I think I'd like playing with a chess clock sounds absolutely miserable. Uh because like
2: there's yeah. just so
1: uh, many. I don't think we ever tested it, but it's yeah, it's just uh, you basically have to. Like, play the entire game with a hand on the pass priority button, <laughs> which is just like not where you want to be, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I like this. Is this is one where they're just like, I'm not sure there's like a potentially like there's a solution in the near future without a pretty large effort on the side of like whatever TOs are running tournaments for this kind of stuff because, like, I we we've talked about it for a long time about like you know, there needs to be. We need to reduce the, uh, what's it called? Like, we need to reduce the, um, the social stigma of calling judges for slow play. You need to, like, you know, just have people more actively calling, uh, judges for watching pace of play at a table, and, like, you have to be more okay with, like, you know, confronting a table with all that stuff. But that's, you know, those aren't solutions. That's just, like, trying to make, trying to make the game better on a macro level. But, like, you can't, none of those are, like, things that actually, like, solve the core issue here which is that people play slowly and there's not really enough enforcement going around to solve that i like i don't like what i guess the the optimal one for uh, real life tournaments is just to have enough table judges to go around which is never going to happen
3: yeah i mean you'd
1: need so many
2: Yeah. Unfortunately, you
1: need like a table dress for like every five tables or something, or like every 10 tables, which is just like unachievable. Wait, hang on a second. I've got it. I've got it. The
2: CDH Panopticon.
1: So you never know if a judge is watching you for slow play. This is you said actually this eight is games
2: this, around this, a one-way mirrored room with a judge in it.
1: This is what machine learning is for. We're gonna have the machine learning pace of play, judge. <laughs> that we're gonna have Dear a model boss. trained to watch players for slow play, and then you I just quit. there's just gonna be just an AI that just gives you infractions for slow play and you can't argue it. I think it's the just black be... box we're just gonna accept. That it's right.
0: <laughs> the games games of cdh are played like just in a line. Like you're 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 at a line like in a grocery store, and there's a bunch of people behind you, and you know they're like, oh my god, you know they're tapping their feet. <laughs> Hurry it up, please. Or, or maybe they're playing like the. social shame. Dude, dude, <laughs> <doo>, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: and and so I guess the other the other thing is that um, I don't think I've ever seen a slow play penalty issued. And this is yeah, a, it, a oh, minor yeah. thing that I'm just going Only to warnings. Um, yeah. We need... People need to figure out uh, ways of actually penalizing people that aren't... Like, a match loss... Taking like, you out of the game. Yeah. A match loss might... Which, a game loss is a match loss, because it's played as best of one. So a game loss is, like, often just a DQ. Like, there's, like, a 50-50 yeah. chance that that's a DQ. So, judges aren't going to hand out those sorts of infractions unless it's, like, absolutely savagely bad. Or it's, like, cheating or whatever. Um, yeah. So, I think, I mean, we've discussed this a few different times. I, the most obvious solution to me is just point
1: penalties. Yeah, I, I I think I think I still agree with that being the most reasonable course of action for like penalizing slow play is just either like a full win a full win's worth of points and penalties or you can do like half win's worth of points and penalties so you do like, you know, like a 2 or 3 point penalty for a 5 point Oh, for a wait, win, no no no. No, no no, I don't even mean that.
2: I mean like even if a even if a win is 5 points, I think you're like if you're playing slow, you get like the one warning, the judge tells you to play faster. And then the next time, even just one point. Like, that's pretty material that that puts you in a lower point bracket than everyone else with the same record as you. So you still really have an incentive to avoid it. But, like, having it happen... You know, if it happens more, you might be able to, like, come back from it because other people in your bracket will get these penalties. Um, And I think in a world where they were giving out point penalties judges might be a little more trigger-happy on actually yeah. assigning the infractions rather than giving warnings. definitely, uh, yeah. Because, like, it just... Right now, you know, judges generally aren't, like, cruel, and so they don't want to just, like, crush your hopes by giving you a full match loss. Uh, so they don't and I wonder if there's it, something it also be nice well, too but,
0: uh... for um, people who is like if you're stalling and, and you're really taking your time towards a game and it's like you're stalling for a draw yeah like, you get a point penalty it, you might as yeah. well not have stalled for a draw exactly exactly yeah, exactly. yeah like that I, I really like that yeah
1: there's also something to be said for like I don't know uh, you could like get even more into the weeds there in terms of like oh yeah like first warning just like it's not even just a warning it just it comes with like a uh, like a tie break penalty yeah, and then you, you start getting point penalties, penalties too. and stuff, right? Where it's just like, okay, first first one we called over here, like you need to play, you need to play faster. You're getting dropped one place on the standings for this. <laughs> like you just you just go down one place from where wherever you are, or, or like something like that, right?
2: I mean, I I do think you want to keep
1: the yeah yeah you want to like yeah, that yeah.
2: just gets weird because then it's like yeah yeah well, are yeah, your breakers sorry, yeah, like I, I, actually I, I, adjusted I meant- or like.
1: I meant that in terms of like actual like effective, <laughs> like, sure, yeah, a- effective. Like you know, we're we're taking off like we're taking off a couple of percentage points from your like opponent match win, per- what match win percentage, or like your da- or, like your, whatever your table position was or whatever, right? Like yeah, okay, cool. Effectively dropping you down one place on the on the standings.
3: Yeah. Um. But but yeah, I I do think it's it's
2: a. A tricky penalty to solve. I think all of this stuff will mitigate yeah, it. But yeah. not like make it not a problem anymore. Um.
1: But yeah, it's it's the I think I think the the functional solution for this stuff lies somewhere between um Yeah, lies somewhere. There definitely has to be, I think, something done uh to make judges enforce it a bit more, but I also think that like hopefully it eventually gets better with time just in terms of like you you have like a you have like a codified you know like tournament procedure or like how people play in tournaments gets uh more and more sort of formalized and like it, it gets more routine for people to be doing these things and like it just gets you like these tools calling judges for slow play and stuff could get used more often but yeah it's a it requires a f- a few different things, I think. A few different changes to uh make meaningful improvements on.
4: All right, I think and also the... <laughs> like
1: incentives, I don't know. Yeah. Well yeah, I mean that that's a lot of tournament stuff, right? Like it turns out everything is sort of interdependent in a in a tournament setting. The <laughs> the tournament structure sets the incentives, the incentives set how people play in games, how people play in games that affect whatever like everything else, right?
2: Yeah, which I guess I guess sort of takes us to to the last uh, part about tournament structure, uh, which is what the top cut looks like. Uh, mm. We've seen a few different things tried, um, and I think we're just we're constantly looking for ways to mitigate the fact that in a format as high variance as CDH, single elimination blows it It's
1: so bad, and you just and you also just can't play enough magic to get reasonable like actual a reasonable estimate of how well somebody's doing in a given day
2: like even if, even if you had a 50 percent win rate, which is like just absurd right like that's yeah. that's like, so far above average that's so that's like, the,
1: that's like imagine going to a GP and like having like a 75. Uh, percent like match win percentage like that's insane. No, no. Like Wait, I, I'm, it's I'm not sure that's game win done. percentage, which is
2: what like match well, actually that's true. Yeah, 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 is a lot easier to get high precisely yeah. because like if you have a sixty percent game win percentage, that means that you have like a. Uh, 75 oh, like i i forget what the math is but if you're playing best of 3 yeah but but yeah you have sorry, a 60% like, game like win, a 75%
1: definitely. like game win percentage over the course of a gp like that's insane i'm not like i'm not sure that's ever been achieved in terms of i think some of like, the has top it? pro players have
2: had like runs where they are around like 70 75% yeah. maybe that's matches though i'm not even sure
1: but but um, that's probably it, it certainly like, puts happened you in over, like, like one gp but yeah. It puts you in, like, Hall of Fame territory to have achieved that over a sufficiently long, like, tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Which means and, that, like...
2: And so so you're at that level, you make a top 16, or, like, even worse, you make a top... uh Like, a top 64 or something, because, you know, semis and finals is a pretty short uh top cut, and as tournaments get larger, it won't shock me to see moving to a larger top cut. uh, Like, if you have a 50% win rate, in, in, like, top tables, uh, that still leaves you with, like, either a 25% chance or potentially a 12.5% chance of taking a whole tournament down, um, which is, like, just such an insane amount of variance, and then, like, oh, you know, someone just has an absolutely busted opener. Cool, you, you were the, you were the leader the whole way through the tournament, you went, like. You know, you had the best record coming out of Swiss, and then it's like, oh well, uh, one person just had the nuts, so uh, you can go home now. And top sixteen prizes is uh, is fifty bucks.
0: Cool. It is your you know, entry? Yep. One one thing I was actually, and you can, you'll be able to tell me exactly why this is stupid, but um, I was just thinking about this. Really disincentivizing drawing and and pushing people to play for wins would be. Top 16, you know, it's not the winners of those pods who go on. It's like, it's just you get to play one more round of Magic and get a chance to earn more points, and then the top four points leaders go into uh, the finals. Is that too much of a feels bad? Because that that does kind of like, it is in a sense that players with the best performing, uh, best performances are the ones who are in the finals.
3: I mean, I think that potentially could work. I mean, uh, I'd have to, I'd have to do some math to figure out
1: yeah. how much of
2: the time it's just going to be like really obvious IDs. Yeah, um,
1: is the is the big issue, and that that gets even worse for uh, for streams. I mean, as why well, would people right? ID
0: like... though? If there's almost no, you're you're almost always incentivized to push for wins. Um, in that case, I think right. Well, I because wonder. Because it's so easy to get, pod, by, assuming, to get assuming, jumped assuming you, by someone behind you. Assuming you construct
2: your pods in a snake, so you have like, you know, one, the pod, pod A would have top seed, eighth seed, ninth seed, sixteenth seed. I wonder, does pod D, that has fourth seed, fifth seed, uh, whatever, whatever it would be, 12th seed, 13th seed, I think. Our twelfth and thirteenth dead, and our fourth and fifth live on a draw, is a possibility. It would depend mm-hmm.
0: on. Also, I feel like you could play with the points awarded in in the top sixteen too. For, I guess you, you could, could increase actually just the say value that you'd of get no points too. for draws
2: in the top sixteen.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: that 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 would uh, mitigate that, and it's an untimed round, so you don't have people who feel bad in that they uh, couldn't yeah. just uh, make it to the, yeah, yeah. the top. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting idea. Um, I think
0: because uh, it, it would it would just like we've seen this before where like someone goes on like a crazy tear in Swiss and I mean I should we should stop just blankly referring to it as Swiss because I feel like that <laughs> almost perpetuates in like yeah, well, in, we've got to keep in
1: in, in, in the regular rounds not cut rounds yes
0: in re- in regular rounds um someone goes on like some crazy you know like four and zero um 401 like like just just some crazy run and then they make it to top 16 and then boom it's over like it just that almost feels like a disservice to the viewers like I would want to see that person mm-hmm. in the finals right obviously they've got and and you're you're then still even even when you you structure turn order in in the top 16 you're giving them like advantages right you're adv- you're advantaged by doing well in the regular rounds by in terms of seating but you're, you're also advantaged in terms of, like, you still have a shot for the finals, um, you know, if, if things, if you did well enough, right? And, and this is the thing, too, is I think it's, it, it becomes, um, it's only, you, you could probably tweak the, the points so that it's only if someone does, like, exceptionally well. Like, maybe the, the, the top two players in regular rounds could um, have the possibility to lose in top 16 and then make it to the finals. Um yeah I mean you, like we, you, you we, also we want to seen... make sure, you also want to make sure that everyone who does get into that top sixteen game um has a real chance at getting into the finals, right and maybe that's it has to be that oh, someone loses their other matches or something, but like it would be no fun if you made you were sixteen in top sixteen um and you won your game, but you know you you just had never you never had a chance to get to the finals. So there, yeah, there'd I mean, have to be it, some
1: tweaking, but... We definitely have seen as well, like a one to... Like one through four in various configurations uh, buys, right?
2: You could, you could actually do like something instead four, of a... This like would like probably only work at, at smaller tournaments, but you could do either a top eight or a top 12 cut.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen... I, I, I know top Boston in,
2: probably work out more or less the same way as just having I, the top I, seed move directly to the finals. But a top eight. I think yeah. Boston
1: did a top ten cut um at one point, which is the top two in pairings. But to the finals, and then the next eight had to battle it out for the next for the last two slots in the finals pod, which seemed like okay to me as well for smaller tournaments.
0: Yeah, I for me for smaller tournaments, I like I I I. There is something nice about top sixteen in that um it really feels like. I think you could definitely argue that it it would be similar to just do a uh, a top. 13 i guess right where the first place kind of insta goes to the finals but uh i i do feel like there is there is benefit to just it is a feels good thing to have more people in the top 16
2: um the other so the the other idea that i've sort of workshopped in my head and and it's cursed and would require like some very precise uh (laughs) controls and planning and good communication um, is trying to implement some sort of double elimination system. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. In, where, so, so because top. you. What was you, the. Oh, God. We, we did the math at some point, so right? The, it was like the, very because, cursed numbers of people required to make it happen.
2: Well, so the thing is, is because you have unequal numbers of winners and losers after each round, you actually have to bring in more people partway through. Um, like essentially, what you would do is you would uh, just fill out losers bracket with uh, like whatever the math, whatever the math works out to. Let's say it's going to wind up being like a four round final. Um, essentially, if you're outside the top sixteen, you get brought in later and later into losers brackets. Like the 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 person was seventeenth. Is the last person added back into the losers bracket, so they don't have to win. They only have to win, I guess, one game in losers bracket to like be in grand finals or whatever. Um, and like you sort of fill
1: out or semis, like loser semis, I guess. Because
2: yeah, so, sorry, like the right, yeah, uh, like let's just pretend it, the, I, have, I haven't worked out the numbers. But let's just a, pretend yeah, yeah, that yeah. you would need twenty-five people in total. Essentially, yeah. you would you would have top 16 you'd play then you'd have winners and losers play and then you'd bring in like six people from 25 down to 19 to fill out losers bracket then you'd bring 18 and 17 to fill out the next round of losers bracket and then you'd have grand finals or something like that i i have the numbers somewhere um, but it's very cursed, and I I don't think we're likely to see it anytime soon.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it also, it feels bad for, to be the, uh, like the person who loses a round, and then you win, like, two la- two rounds in the loser's bracket, and then, like, the person that was below you on the standings gets brought in for a round, and they win, and then go up to <laughs> Grands to play the people who won, it's just like, uh, okay.
2: I guess it would, yeah, it would depend. But anyway, yeah. The, the longer that, the longer it goes on, the more you could argue that, yeah, it's like, you'd actually rather be 17th than 16th.
1: Yeah, I, like I just I just don't want to have to play that much magic and like well, I, No, 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 I just, just like, I just mean like if you have to on. win
2: like I think I think yeah, that like if it, you have to win 3 rounds in losers, for example, to win, or like if you go lose win 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 and that wins you the tournament, I think it might actually just be easier to not to be brought in later and go win win or
3: whatever
1: like Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're going to have to win two at some point anyway.
3: Yeah, it's a... It's a a whole... A
2: whole anyway, big
1: mess. Cursed, but hilarious to look into, and potentially could be a fun one to toy around with, especially. Because, and, and yeah, it's... The, the, the main thing we're trying to get around here, again, as a reminder, is that single elimination sucks in CDH. <laughs> and you, like, really don't want to have to do it as a competitor, but, it, like, it's, like, the only way that you can do it in terms of, like, having rising Burke correctly and have, like, a story that you can tell for um, the people actually playing and on broadcast and, like, post-tournament and stuff.
2: Could you... Hmm. Now I'm just thinking, could you do... Like, obviously, uh, best of two match Or, like, first of two win matches get just terrible because they create all sorts of incentives for, like, king-making and throwing and stuff like that. Yeah. But could you... What if you just had a thing where, like you shuffled people around and then like you had to get two just do like wins a, and that a
1: mini swiss or something or like a mini no no like, like you, yeah you thing. just
2: have like the top some number of players again you'd have to do math to figure out the optimal numbers you play and then you just shuffle people randomly and then like everyone who gets two wins is in the finals or something i guess i might just
1: take well that. then you get you you also get the uh like the multi-round issue of like perverse incentives where like, you know, you have two people in your pod who have a win apiece and then two people who don't have wins and then like... But the the, the difference is is that if one of them
2: wins, you're not dead, right? You keep playing until the finals are full.
1: Sure, but like you would prefer for neither of them to have it because you would rather them be further away from getting their two wins. You sequester so that you everyone longer. so they don't know who won. <laughs> and your optimal, and if optimal you term ask, you get DQ'd.
0: <laughs> the optimal term, term structure was figured out in the original season of the. Yu-Gi-Oh! Anime, yep. where it's everyone gets on an island and you get these <laughs> stars, and <Okay. laughs> you fight for the stars, or or maybe maybe it's the Battle City, you know, where you uh, you get those location cards. That's the that's the <sighs> anyway. Any other remarks on tournament structure before we move things along? Uh, I, guess,
1: uh, I guess the one little piece, yeah, is a uh, sort of some interesting uh idea or I, I guess not really i mean it's sort of interesting but um, mostly just like to consider if you yourself are running tournaments um or if you like have opinions about how tournaments are run and you want to talk to your local to and stuff um which is that i it really is correct and i think all of us agree with this that um a tournament structure really should be changing and should be altered like even like pretty significantly depending on the tournament size so the number of the number of entrants and competitors that you have uh, because especially taking taking a bunch of this stuff into account the way that even a 100 person tournament is going to run is starkly different from the way that you're going to run like a 40 person tournament
2: yeah tur- tournaments are small enough and short enough that any like any structure if you scale it up or down a sufficient amount. Will create some like really weird and artificial breakpoints that you probably want to avoid, Um and and so like that's just something to keep in mind that whatever works well for a for a two hundred person
3: tournament might yeah just create something really really wonky if you only have forty people
1: so be open i'm not sure i could i could tell you all of the different breakpoints for p because you know there's like infinite ways to run your tournaments and like find breakers and what you actually like how many points you're doing and all that value and stuff so I'd, like i i'm not sure even how many examples we could run through here but definitely take into account and you know do some do some uh some thinking on it do some like maybe you know sim simulation Like how it might run and just like see if you can sort of eyeball any weird edge cases and uh, just sort of do some digging around and sort of messing around to see if you can uh, avoid those in any uh, easy way.
2: I guess like as an example, we did have a situation at one of the Buffalo tournaments we went to where I think the original proposed structure was supposed to be four rounds in a top four cut. And then there was a proposal to add a top 16 round as well. I think it was do three rounds and then a top 16 cut.
3: Yeah. And cut.
2: Uh, basically... It turned out. <laughs> it turned out that like... I did the math. The correct play <laughs> that would have just meant that the correct play for everyone involved was just the top 16 players. Or I guess it was four rounds than a top 16? Yeah, it was four rounds than the top, like, uh, a yeah, top 16. Yeah, four,
1: round, four rounds than top 16. Yeah. So they were
2: just like, let's add a top 16 um, and Reed basically went, did the math and went, okay, so that means... Everyone in round four should just draw, and
1: then we'll just play the top <laughs> and sixteen. And and we just play top sixteen anyway. Yeah. <laughs> because- so like we're just we're adding we're adding a round that isn't actually going to add a round because the result is everybody gets a draw, and then we just play the same round anyway. <laughs> yeah.
2: With with a different result where it becomes single elimination and people get the feels bads. Uh- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like that's just an example of. Clearly yeah. we were at like a weird break point for that structure. Uh and that'll that'll happen at different numbers depending on, you know, how many points you're assigning for different results and how many people you have and how many rounds you have and, and all of that.
0: Actually I have a quick question for you guys. I think we we'd mentioned points structure for draws and how you should point them earlier. But do you think so you you do you obviously don't want them to be zero.
3: We we pointed that out. Is it
0: is, is there any amount of draws that should equal a win?
3: So the initial obvious answer is four. Um where to have
1: the same number of points come out of a pod no matter what the yeah, result is. Yeah, the no same number points the of points come out of a pod, is.
3: or essentially
2: playing four games, drawing all of them is the equivalent to losing Three and winning one, which is your expected value. Um, I think currently most tournaments are doing five points for a win and five one and for won. a draw, which I don't, which is hate yeah. because it does create a disincentive for a draw. Yeah, it, it it
1: encourages people to just play out the games and actually get a result it like a it's draw, better to go. I, I one, think is a reasonable is to incentive go
2: four which is a reasonable thing. Yeah, but it's also Like, this is another, like, weird breakpoint thing where we're at. Because tournaments are around five rounds,
3: we're at a weird point where a number of draws can equal a win. But, like,
2: kind of they can't because if you... Like, let's say it's a five-round tournament. Like, five draws equals a win. I mean, sure, that is a win, but... That's not gonna get you into top sixteen unless it's a tiny tournament. Um so, like, it just creates some some weird uh some weird breakpoint things there. I think conceptually some number of draws should should equal a win eventually. Uh um, probably equal a win. Yeah. I don't know. I th- I think I'm fine with the current tournament math being the tournaments. Like, with the, the length that tournaments wind up being, getting a win's worth of draws means that you're not going to make top cut, and I think I'm okay with that.
3: Yeah, I, I, I think that is just a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Cool.
0: Well, it's now time for everyone's favorite segment,
3: Gut check. Gut check. Gut check.
2: Oh,
1: got a delayed one this time. (laughs) Got (laughs) to, got to keep. Made him wait for it. Let's go.
3: (laughs) You thought I wasn't gonna do it, but here I am. So, egg faith.
0: This is going to be not a great gut check for formatting. Because you came
1: up with it two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe like ten minutes ago. <laughs> give me some credit, Reed. come on. I, I will do no good. such thing. You have not proven I that I need like, to give you credit like on the topic of... You the, the, the of hot if you hadn't gut checks.
2: opened this episode by being like, I'm also just passing off my normal hosting responsibility. Yeah, that
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So it's, this is gonna be bad for for the poll on the server, but I just I'm kind of curious. <sighs> what non-CEDH magic projects
1: are you guys working on? Uh, well, this isn't really so. It a- could be a
0: casual deck. It could be cube. It could be EDH, non-EDH, modern, legacy. Well, whatever. Just non-CEDH magic projects are you working on right now? Or this do you a, want to work on? Like, do this you have isn't a really a
1: uh, not really a gut check, but we'll, we'll no. Anyway. I just kind of
0: just want to ask, yeah. Uh, nice.
1: yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm like semi-active. I'm, I actually need to go back and do some uh do some retooling with some new releases. Semi-actively working on my um my version of uh... an unpowered uh vintage cube, which is uh pretty fun. I still think that the uh I think I need to do a bit of a uh, bit of work tuning some of the archetypes, but I. I feel like I have, you know, I'm a big enough fan of cube in general, and I would like to think that I have enough, uh, opinions about game design and, you know, et cetera, and how to, like, actually make archetypes and such work in cubes that, uh, yeah, it's just, uh,
0: I'm looking forward to playing it. I, I,
1: you definitely have well, opinions if you were looking about forward design to it, considering our, our respond to quarterly it, you
2: know? Vintage cube changes bitch session. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Also, be real. Yeah, listeners, don't believe his lies when he says fun.
1: Just because you don't like Shildred doesn't mean that it's not a fun card, okay? It's not a fun card. Oh, yeah, I
2: forgot Reed has stupid opinions on this. (laughs) No, no, it's... Okay. I don't have an issue with Shildred. I have an issue when you're like, oh, I'm not gonna put in in really strong cards that aren't fun. Also, there's a Shildred in my cube.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I think a it's, is way a, more fun than Shouldred. Shouldred is an objectively fun card, I will hear no different. <laughs> Why That's is nobody having fun? <laughs> I specifically requested it. it says the Shouldred <laughs> player.
2: Um, uh. I am uh, working on an update to uh, I've been, been theory crafting a, a version of Dandan, because Dan, my list is currently stock and I have have ideas to change it uh as well as i help uh curate it's not uh my project but uh i help curate a like actually quite strong commander cube uh that we do some drafts on it's like, on on the it's like weirdly slash.
1: high powered from it's like weirdly high powered yeah. oh, my experience people get, like, you don't expect real to decks be going know. Um, I I had a real deal. I I I I'd Zer necropotence with uh uh what's it I'd Zer necropotence with uh the a full consult package and like four Grand Abolishers and some fast mana it was like oh pretty my God. good yeah
0: <laughs> Well for me I've been um I started this project probably like yeah when the set came out but um I'm I'm, got been revitalized to finish my uh, Lord of the Rings battle box, mm. where it's it's not just the precons upgraded. It's like I mean, there's some changes in commanders, um, but it's it's. I think I'm looking at maybe a five or six deck battle box and use stepped like hard step only cards printed in lord of the rings not exclusively new cards but definitely leaning towards more new cards um very lore stipped as well like even down to art where it's like opt is a card that would be really good in the um nazgul deck mm. but it's it's the art has like um arwen and uh aragorn like you know, they're leaning their foreheads against each other, and it's like, oh, no, that's, that's a clearly a good guy card. Can't run that in, in a bad guy. <laughs> and so it, that, that has been um, a fun challenge, and also the very challenging in that they printed. It's, it's so hard to collect all of the cards together. You, you think, oh, okay, what are, what are all of the, the Lord of the Rings printings? You think just lord yeah, of the no. rings and <laughs> no. lord of the rings commander and of commander Rings and then yeah <laughs> they had a jump start uh-huh, definitely uh, there did. was there was also the part 2 holiday collection mm-hmm. and then there was also um them printing did you know Diabolic intent has a lord of the rings printing i did not uh, I, didn't. I think i've
1: i think i've seen <laughs> it but i have no idea where it's from
0: <laughs> did you know uh the same time they printed diabolic intent they also printed uh doran the siege tower as tree beard which is sick i love that (laughs) it's very funny um but so adding in all of these cards and and you can i really want the decks to be powerful synergistic have their own themes um not like have a lot of overlap between each other so it's lots of steps which i think you know uh restrictions breed creativity um so i'm really excited to get this thing done and then uh proxy it up and, you know, jam some games with people.
1: Absolutely. Oh, actually, before we move on, because we're sort of setting on the topic in multiple ways here, I did want to get your opinion on this, Lyndon, okay? Mm-hmm. So I I was drafting the uh, Commander Cube, the high-power Commander Cube, for the second time recently. Yep. Um, and the first time, I noticed, just out of the corner of my eye while drafting, while things were going around, because I was in Zür, <laughs> of course, yep. uh, I saw a Gitrog monster going around. I was like, okay, that's that's sort of cool to have in this cube. Like, you know, maybe there's some, like, you know, th- I saw, like, some tie going, and, like, you know, th- there's some, like, cool interesting stuff that might just, like, want a Gitrog monster in the deck, and I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, good flavor. And then, later in the draft, I saw a deck more Salvage going around. I was like, oh! Oh, there's, like, a Gitrog monster deck in this cube. Oh, neat. Okay, I'll I'll keep an eye out for that one. Um, For, yeah. like, another draft or whatever. Cool. <laughs> interesting. Thing. Came back this time, uh, I saw a second pick Gate monster after first picking a guy's cradle. And I was like, Well, I mean, if I pick it <laughs> if I pick it now, yeah. nobody's gonna pick the deck more salvage. So, certainly, I should just be able to build a very functional Gitrog monster deck, right? Because a lot of the Gitrog monster stuff, not a whole lot of other decks actually want that stuff, right? No. Discard I mean, like, outlets. discard outlets and, like, a bunch of, like, random... Lands. Titans. Obviously, yeah, Aldrazi yeah, Titan. Obviously, I'm competing with, like, lands, but I can just, like, pick up lands whenever. Yeah. And then, like, you know, if there's, like, a Life in the Loam or, like, some random dredgers, like, certainly, certainly this works. Mm -hmm. I got to the end of the draft uh, to realize that there is exactly one discard outlet in the entire cube, and it was Scourge Familiar.
0: wow yeah I mean, there's, no, there's no like chains of Mephistopheles nope. or anything
1: zero nothing else except for a scourge familiar that lets you discard cards immediately Well, <laughs> oh, that's actually cringe <laughs> <laughs> i built i built an entire gitmarch monster deck filter. including it's including including including, including a full set of fetch lands the eldrazi titan the dakmor salvage and like i was at like 40 lands i got a crop rotation uh I got crop rotation E zone with the cradle to filter the mana as well. I think I got the Twilight Mire 2 to filter the mana.
0: That's just actually pain. If it makes I, I got like better, the entire deck, I, I, and there
1: was I, there were no discard outlets. If <laughs> if it makes you feel better. I drafted like
2: sack outlets, Academy Rector, Hulk, like a Hulk pile, or not like a full Hulk pile, but like a, you know a one that would probably win me the game if I had like anything going yeah. on, that sort of stuff and then just went and looked at the cube and was like wait there's not a pattern of rebirth in here um, yes. was-
0: so so you're in charge of you're partially in charge of curating this this I make this suggestions would-
2: I don't
0: actually <laughs> you suggested discard
2: outlets I, there dis- that now I, a I, future for, for the, the record
1: Lyndon I I made I made some very heavy <laughs> some very heavy <laughs> suggestions after drafting that deck oh well wow. <laughs> Cool. Yes. Anyway, I just, I just wanted to get your opinion on that one, then. Do you have, do you have yeah, a verdict? Yeah, no, that sorry? Do you have a verdict? Yeah, that's cringe. No. Well, a, I just, I, I just I I wanted confirmation. Like I, just, I, just, I, just, I just wanted another opinion. The
0: one discard outlet that was cut from the deck five years yes. ago. Well, okay,
1: if you think about it from the perspective <laughs> of a
0: cube,
2: I, I'm not saying there shouldn't be another discard outlet to make Gitrog work, but from the yeah, perspective of a few, scourge unique, familiar like, yeah, is much more likely to be playable stuff, yeah. in other decks with yeah. like news stuff, or or whatever. Like it's not just. I think chains is playable. Chains, yeah, chains is, is definitely one that uh,
3: is is playable. Should probably be in there. People complained about stacks, though. It's a it's a tough balance.
1: Oh yeah, there were also no treachers aside from the uh, the deck board for the record. No uh, life the y- loam. Y- no tro- no grave troll. Wait, no, I, <laughs> no. There's no, a life no loam. Yeah, I like. I didn't, there was not in it when I was drafted. There was. Was there? Okay. I missed it then. My bad.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think
0: you need the other dredgers. Lone would be nice, though. Okay, and before we wrap things up, we have a listener question, and this listener question comes with us from Rick, who asks, What does the overload mana cost on a theoretical new duress have to
1: be for it to see
0: CEDH
1: play? We talked about this a bit before the podcast, before we started recording. Yeah. I think the general consensus is six.
0: Wait, no, no. No.
1: Sorry. We're... No, read. No.
0: That's, that's on my messed up interpretation of
2: it. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, sorry, just, just to be clear, so okay, you don't so, think so, so, Reed is high. That was for no, a rest yeah, that takes <laughs> was... all of the non-creature, non-land cards from true, all yes. of your opponents. Yes. Very
1: just... Like omni thought distortion, not okay. <laughs> um, sorry, yeah. For this one, uh, yeah, I think uh, omni like duress. Black, probably, black. Uh, I think yeah, three, three makes three makes sense.
0: But, but, but I think like two and a black is. I think like one black black. I guess you know honestly it could
1: be two and a black. I uh, I think two and a black is probably a bit sketchy. I think I think one black black is uh is probably about right for the effect. Would you play that in
3: any decks? I,
2: I I think it could be cheap. I think it could be one in a black, two,
0: one. And, no, not maybe I think, double. I think, black. I think black, black. So okay, what what are you is.
2: concerned about with with it being one in a black? Is it that you just strip all the counterspells from people? I'd hands play that card. Well,
1: yeah, I'd play that card. I'd play and, that card. And in, if you like, int, you get, you also just get to see. And yes. like you basically like strip all hidden information from the it's, it's from the pod. Triple that isn't
0: you. Gitaxian probe, which yeah. that just makes. Well, read I nut, mean, so. like,
2: no, it's not. It's telepathy,
1: which is still busted oh, sure. if it comes yeah. along with the duress for each of those players. Like, I, I like, think just the, the, the duress. Fact the that... thing.
0: The thing is duress. In in. 1v1 is strong not just because you only have one opponent but because you have complete information for making your decision. When you're duressing, like I mean, I've played I've probably played I mean, okay, I'm not going to I I've it, a but, but I, I would I would I, wager that I, I've I've played more single target hand attack in CDH than most people.
1: Yeah, I I have also podcast. played a very reasonable amount. Again, it like is it, it, a it there
0: are very but. high skill cards. Um like you, you need to know what to take because it's like you can't yeah. always. Well, first of all, take you need their to know interaction. To you can't at always at take their their proactive right. cards, and it it becomes easier to make those kind of decisions. And the the you know you get higher EV for each card you take. That, that when means you that, know all the information of your opponents, Morgan. So like, I think I can take you know. But like the thing is, the thing, condition, condition, the thing is, is that like whatever
2: that just that just creates. I I don't know. I feel like it creates an interesting political situation. Keep in mind, it's a duress, so it's, like, one of the most counterable cards. So if you're talking about stripping three pieces of interaction before going for your win condition, like, so unless the, your the other opponents are, like, absurdly confident and just let it resolve and they're like, Yeah, you won't be able to win after, it's just going to get countered.
0: But it's a, I mean, okay, that's like, is Demonitude or just going to get countered? Like, it, it for one in a black, that's a very, very strong effect for one in a black. That's yeah. all I'm saying. And, and, and using the argument the of other, it's just going to get countered, issue with I think it is that
1: hold up. that's the base case. The actual very toxic part about it about it, if it's one and a black, is I go cool land mana crypt duress on the play, get all of your yeah. proactive shit off, strip the crypts out of all of your hands, or like strip your fish, strip your fast mana, strip your interaction. We play you two more still... turn cycles where you don't get to do anything because your turn one was disrupted, like I, very acutely. And two I still and have a bland. plan, and then I Feel like that's still. That that's what I was saying. Is that any more toxic one, than the that, other? That's like, why I was saying one black black.
2: Is that any more toxic I think at than the like a turn one study black, or a black. turn one wheel on the play?
1: Uh no, but or, why would uh, we ever introduce that into the <laughs> format? Like I just <laughs> yeah, I just I no, would like one black black is still very playable. I think in a couple of things like in in some like low color black decks without having nearly the same effect yeah, on Yeah, I, I think this
0: exercise is in what is the. Cost for it to be fringe playable, not for it to be a risk study tier card. Yeah.
1: Well, no,
2: but I think obviously it's I don't think it's a risk less... study
0: tier card at yeah at, at two black two and a black. But it's I think that is not the minimum that you could. I think you could make it one black black and it's still probably playable.
2: I I I don't know. I I think that like if
3: you're talking about it in the case of a uh, I don't know. Could you introduce some other? What if it what, what if it overloaded on everyone? Like so, it also you also had to discard an yeah, including a you card.
0: One in a black, I think, is fine. Okay, I feel like I'd like that might design a lot more because if black. you're
1: playing it, turn one of a crit. You might be like... able to do it for just like a duress, where it's just like I don't know.
0: A single black mana for that effect? No, no, no.
2: It's I don't. Yourself, no, because you right? get to pick oh, no. everyone's cards. So you discard your worst card and everyone else's sure. best card. But I think if. Like, I think at two mana, then, like, if you're playing it early off fast mana, you're, like, going really close to empty handed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: And, like, I think the situation. I don't know. It, it is a little awkward. Where, what, like, what? what
1: about. What about a version of it where it's the omni-duress, but everybody duresses the person to the left or right of them? Like, just pick a direction, and they duress the person to that direction of them.
2: That could be interesting. So then it's much less good at stripping everyone's hands of interaction, yeah. because, like, if you're, if you're concerned about it, you just go, like, okay, well, I'll just leave this interactive spell in your hand. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That
0: card seems like it sucks. I wouldn't play that over, like, actual dress. Wait,
2: wait, no, no, I think in that case, you would have it, um... It costs a single No, 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 you reload. would
0: you wouldn't
1: like be it, included. just Oh, then... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, like everybody like else. Like each yeah, of yeah. the other players. <laughs> yeah, each of the other players. I'm playing a card
0: that makes me lose a card of my opponent's choice, and also I don't get to, I only get to choose yeah, one sorry, of yeah, my Yeah, sorry, sorry, yes, that was, was, sorry, like, yes, that,
1: that was the, the idea was, yeah, like, it's, it's your opponents, like, duressing okay. each other. So you don't get to just do the busted thing on turn one where, like, oh, your game plans are all invalidated unless you're playing, like, some exclusively creature deck that doesn't care about having their hand duress before they get to play any cards. Um, and then, like, it sort of, like, limits... yeah.
0: I actually really like that card design. That's kind of cool.
1: Cause it, and it's also like less broken because like if you're obviously in a position to win that turn, they're going to leave interaction in hand. So it's sort of self-balancing, but it's also like still good, right? Like it's a one for... I also... Some I amount. also
0: everyone reveals... Everyone's hand playing hands up. You yeah. get you get three, like, maybe not the optimal cards for you, but you get, like, three solid cards, realistically. Yeah, exactly, realistically. and pr-
1: pr- presumably you get the best proactive cards out of their hands, right? And
2: I think, yeah. I think, yeah, I think people being forced to discard their win conditions more would be very good for the format.
1: It's very healthy. I've been saying that since Flash was legal, of, like, Flash flash doesn't exist as a deck if, like, Thought Seasons are actually playable in the format.
2: I don't know that that's true, but... Well, it does. It does.
1: It gets a lot weaker because, like, there are just fewer replaceable pieces, and like, if you just get the like the Hulk discarded out of your hand, then it's like, okay, well, this gets a lot harder. Well, I
2: mean, I feel like Hulk decks have historically played reanimation. Uh, sure, so
1: yeah, that's yeah, not- yeah, yeah. Like, there was, there wasn't as there wasn't as much reanimation at the time in the decks.
3: Cool.
0: Well. That about wraps up for this episode. If you guys like to reach out to us with any questions, comments, or concerns, you can contact us on Twitter at Into North Pod via our email, podcast at gmail.com, or on our Discord server, the invite link for which can be found in the description for this episode. A special thanks to all of our patrons who have cover the expenses for our show and allow us to work towards improving the quality of the podcast. If you too would like to be a patron, we are at patreon.com slash Podcast. Thank you, as always, to the band Vox Cadry for for lovely podcast music, and to Nate's Lover for her equally lovely podcast logo. Next episode will be on in two weeks. Until then,
1: see you. Bye. Have a good. Day.